Hey, welcome to Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman. This is part two of uh, Deep Focus that we did in March of 2019 with Jason Moran and Alicia Hall Moran. A very interesting program. Uh, some incredible music, truly exquisitely rare recordings that you've almost certainly never heard. And um, I'm loving the insights that I'm getting from these guys there. Uh, if you don't know Jason Moran and Alicia Hall Moran, you should take a look at them. And I hope you get a chance to hear them when they come through your town after this. We're still in this COVID-19 fog at the moment. I hope that's passed by the time you listen to this. And um, if you want to hear programs like this and dozens and dozens more, you should certainly subscribe to the Deep Focus podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and iTunes. And uh, Podbean is our hosting program. So mitchgoldman.podbean.com. You'll find every Deep Focus program that's been uploaded. Dozens are up there, more and more going up every week. All free, always free, advertisement free, free, free. And um, we don't hit you up for nothing. So enjoy. And if you like it, please do subscribe. And uh, you can click on some stars for us if you want to tell some friends. It all really adds up. It all counts. And um, let people know about this music that you enjoy so much. Okay, here's part two of uh, Jason Moran and Alicia Hall Moran. You'll hear the balance of the Jackie Byard programming that we did and coming right up in this second of third of three segments. You'll also hear the beginning of the Nina Simone set. Enjoy. Deep focus. Thank you. 
Martin. Take a bow, Martin. All right. Beautiful. We're going to feature our two other tenor players, Don Sledoff. Oh, I, I hate to bow out right before St. Thomas. But um, that, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm going to play this whole set again another time when I um, don't have a guest. We're, I, this is such a fantastic treat. That was the voice of Jackie Bard making some stage announcements in his show. If you're just joining us, the show's called Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman. And what we do on these Monday nights from 6 to 9 p.m., we have a guest in the studio, and the guest chooses an artist or artists on whom to bring our attention in a deeply focused way. And tonight, very, very happy to have Alicia Hall Moran, Jason Moran here, and they are at Carnegie Hall on March 30th. And um, Jason, you shined a bright light into the very beautiful and singular work and character, and the two are almost impossible to separate from one another, of Jackie Byard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, you think about that. There's musicians, you're a musician, you hear stories, people talk, older cats talk about mm-hmm. the road, and there are people who are like, oh, you know, that guy could mop the floor with everybody, but you did not want to sit in the van with them because, <laughs> you know, we're like, oh, that, you know, I couldn't deal with them. Uh, but Jackie Byard, what really comes through in his performance and uh, his personality, his warmth, his his love, his love for what he was doing and mm-hmm. love for the people around him, really, and the audience. I mean, I, I envy the experience you had with him, but in the little bit of time I got to spend listening to him, it always came through loud and clear. Mm-hmm. You know, he... Um you know, like his father, when he was growing up in Worcester, his father saw that he was becoming serious about the piano. And he said, well, Jackie, if you want to play piano, then you need to sound like this guy. And that guy was Teddy Wilson. Ah. Uh, you know? Uh, so, another Bostonian, I yeah, so, like so, so Jackie kind of, like, was always measuring up. And then by the time he's out here, he then kind of becomes, you know, really close friends with Earl Hines, who might be the one of the architects of modernism in jazz. Yeah, you know? yeah, true. And, um, and he had a close relationship that you could see on video. They made records together, but they also challenged each other together. And, uh, and that, watching them, you know, I think about an exhibition I remember seeing at MoMA of, of Egon Schiele, and there's a painting that Gustav Klimt did of them. I mean, Klimt is the teacher of Schiele. And I always thought that I'd want to be like, that to Jackie Byard. I'd want to be right behind looking over his shoulder like, Jackie, I got your back. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I got your back. When, you know, if it goes down, I got your music. I can play it. I, I can, you are help, you know, you have helped me, so I want to help your legacy after you're gone. And when he was murdered in his home, uh, it really put a real shock into my system about where, where do you go when your teacher is taken away from you? And I had just graduated from a Manhattan School of Music, and I had went to see him at the school. We'd had a conversation. I was getting to a place in the career, my career where I could have invited him to do a duet concert. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, that's the thing we talked about. I was oh, maybe we can do a duet concert. Oh, man, Jay, that'd be great. And then a month later, it was over. Mm-hmm. And um, so I n- knew in that moment, it was the last time I was going to ever let a teacher get away from me and not share the stage <laughs> and uh and so I you know for for Jackie I thought oh well every night I play if I could play one of his pieces which I pretty much do all the time and talk about what he means you know and talk about how he shared history I mean he's you know so that that was a thing that I wanted to 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 keep alive uh because he he manages to do it in a way that also feels like it's just part of him rather than I'm going to put on this cloak you know absolutely that is quite a lineage, yeah. and you say mention those two guys, and it makes perfect sense because, mm-hmm. um, I, I was fortunate. I got to hear Teddy Wilson play all the time, wow. and I would go all the time, wow. and there'd be rarely anybody within thirty years my mm-hmm. age. I'd be sitting there, Teddy. and he, uh, he, he's like the Jackie Robinson man. You know, like like he's up in there with <laughs> yeah, Goodman. You know, like he's like. Like and I think sometimes we we 
diminish the 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 dimension of these artists, right? So somehow when we get them on record, then it's one thing. But you know, like they're only making music a very little time of their life. When they walk back out in the street, the rules have changed. You mm-hmm. know, uh, they can't go to this restaurant. You can't vote. You know, like you like all other things. All bets are off. You at the piano. That's your freedom. Get it. And but when you step off this stage, don't ask for nothing else. You're in the history of you being here. Your people didn't have nothing else, right? Like there's all these challenges that come about. When we think about Teddy Wilson, we think about how that left hand moves and what he does here. But wait a minute, it's how his left hand moves, and I don't mean like left hand move across <laughs> the keys. I mean the boundaries he broke with his body. You know, being on these stages, the challenges he met that nobody wrote down, you know what I mean, to play that kind of music. And so we kind of pacify the vibrancy of what, you know, certain eras of jazz have offered. And, uh, you know, and if a musician gets to live long enough, then they can share those stories after they get some distance. But can you imagine the amount of therapy they need to, to really just pull themselves up to looking above sea level, you know, to then poke their head out? and see something with the distance. And so when you hear this music, the reason that they go so far is because, look, it's the place where I can actually jump the highest, you know? It's the place where I can make the rule where I don't have to come down on one. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's where I can now change the key when I want to, you know? Like, it's the... I oh, can... those guys... And when you say, I mean, the thought that comes into my head when you mention Teddy Wilson, mm-hmm. Earl Hines, mm-hmm. there's... A sophistication, and I don't mean like a, you know, uh, bow tie sophistication. Mm. I mean like a real intellectual and and artistic sophistication of the craft that mm-hmm. those particular people brought to what they were doing. I mm-hmm. mean, there's lots of people who could play, but those guys, there's like an architecture. Yeah. In, yeah, Mary Lou Williams, like right yeah. there. Like right, she's right there. And, let you know. It just opens up a lot of where the dimension lies and how we listen to the music, how we talk about it, how we want to teach it, so that future audiences and artists understand the depth of what they're actually listening to. You know, try to pull apart the code, you know, in some of these songs. You know, if Jackie Byard is playing Lover Man, you know, like, like you're thinking about where he comes from and how he heard that song, you know, like it's just not a tune, right? I'll just play Lover Man, right? You know, he plays the family suite, but, you know, he's playing songs that he wrote for his kids and his wife, you know? So, you know, like it's it's very touching, you know? Um, and I think that was the thing that he probably wanted to display to me the most. It was like, never turn on your family, keep them in your music, right? keep the door open to your music so that anybody could walk in and, and interact with it. And you need to also walk out <laughs> too, you know, walk out. And, you know, so Jackie did a lot. And, you know, and hearing this was a great reminder um, of, of, of his power because I often um, think about what he had, what he left with me and the many other students across the country and the globe who have loved his work as much as I have. But the things that he left with us to, to still contemplate, and if we're able to do him any justice, then it's to continue to play his work and discuss his vibrancy. That is a perfect lead in to talking about what's happening at Carnegie Hall, Carnegie Hall, on March thirtieth, Saturday night, a week from this Saturday. Jason Moran and Alicia Hall Moran are going to be hosting a, a grand, sweeping. Program. I'm. Uh, I've been waiting for the opportunity to ask you guys about how this night is going to unfold and and the journey that you're going to take that audience on. Hmm. Well, the concert is called Two Wings: The Music of Black America in Migration, and it is a a concert around the Great Migration and our kind of. I wouldn't call her a host, but the great Pulitzer Prize-winning author and historian Isabel Wilkerson will be reading excerpts from her her masterpiece, *The Warmth of Other Suns*, and then and we are playing 
a series of pieces, tons of pieces, actually, with a grand cast of people that will amplify the excerpt she reads and the stories that musicians have told about this movement, you know, from James Carter playing a solo version of Flying Home, playing Illinois Jaquette solo, wow. you know, or I'll Play Carolina Shout by James P. Johnson. Marcus Prennett was play a solo version of West End Blues by Louis Armstrong. Wow. Um, you know, uh, Alicia is singing a piece she wrote about her family's migration to California uh, called Believe Me. Uh, it just goes on and on. And um, we have the great tenor Lawrence Brownlee is performing a, a spiritual There's a Man Going Round Taking Names. Smoky, Pastor Smokey Norfolk is coming from Chicago to bring gospel to the room, which the room is going to need, mm-hmm. as is <laughs> um, uh, the uh, the conductor and pianist, um, Joseph Joubert, mm-hmm. will also be in the gospel vein. And we are very, very, very honored to have Toshi Reagan, who is a daughter of Sweet Honey in the Rock, mm-hmm. uh, who we've heard, who I heard at Carnegie Hall. So it's like a real kind of amazing thing. I'm watching this woman and these women bring our culture to this sort of velvet tiered theater and to feel so at home in there. Mm. And then that the daughter of that woman would be my musical partner ever in my life is something I could never imagine. And what an instrument she has. Yeah, too. it's mm. wonderful. And the Harlem chamber players oh mm-hmm. my goodness so we have is it 22 strings mm-hmm. coming bass cello viola violin and the rounding it out is the quintessential woodwind quintet imani wins and jason has known the oboist toyan spellman since since college Manhattan Manhattan School of Music Music. and it's like you know that's just a real deep full circles they were um, some of the players also were at our wedding when when we got married Mm -hmm. and you know you know we just been really 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 blessed to live like in this kind of spiral it's not a circle it's not a it's not a circle we're not really the circle people we like the spiral people. Like <laughs> people come back around on our lives, and we come back around mm-hmm. on their lives. And sometimes we look and way up at them, and other times we're floating up on this cloud and we're looking down at mm-hmm. them. They're mm-hmm. in a place when they're doing some deep, heavy work, or I'm doing some searching, and I just buy a ticket to see this. Per- but lo and behold, mm-hmm. it always come around. It all with Jason, that's for sure. If you breathe a blessing in the air. This book, he would just catch it. <laughs> so, yeah, this little concert is quite thick. Yeah. And, um, yeah, really. And, it, and, you know, we're treating it like, you know, something that moves through many movements at once. Um, mm-hmm. And we flow. We do, we do a serious flow on this concert. So, oh, and yeah. Tanya Leon. Tanya Leon. The, the great yeah. composer and conductor will be our um, conductor yeah. for for the, the works with the Harlem chamber players who I've been hearing for years but you know like we were I was doing this thing uh, again in a museum and she came Liz Player who is the director of Harlem Chamber Players executive director and it's kind of like that kind of thing if there are any younger people watching I couldn't encourage you enough to just ever show up at some stuff introduce yourself as young people so often do it's so valuable mm. because you just don't know. Ten years later, mm. it's not, oh, I can use this name. I, I said hi to them at a club for two minutes, so therefore I get a favor. No, that's not what it is. It's that you saw this person on their set. So if you want to contribute later on, you know a little bit about the sugar, flour, baking powder they're working with. And they know that you know. And yeah. they know. It, it's so <laughs> beautiful. And that was Jason bringing his girlfriend he would bring me to places i think though in retrospect his thing was just like read me i like this girl so whatever (laughs) that is that's also something you can attribute to things that 
you know, are in my purview or whatever. And same for me. He was kind of like, if you're going to wrestle and wrestle with me, you could be talking all this Schoenberg and Stravinsky, Kurt Vile, whatever you're talking about. But then, uh, you know who this is? Because this guy's alive. <laughs> These people are alive. He brought me to Henry Threadgill. Can't tell you what I got out of that. It's like atomically altering. Mm-hmm. But then I meet people years, years later. I hear something. I know what they're talking about. Oh, because Harriet Tubman oh. is also coming. Now, I didn't. We initially we wanted to have it be a surprise. So we had not been talking about this <laughs> like this. But at Carnegie Hall, you if you want to have your program and you want it to look beautiful, then and get the souvenir of what happened, you have to tell them. And then it's all kind of out the back and it's all in the announced. So they are coming, but they're just making a very special flight with us, essentially. As is everybody. Yeah, one yeah. flight in the dark, mm-hmm. you know, one, one, one plane, boom, boom. you know, over the Bermuda Triangle and back <laughs> down to the ground on the other side. That is going to be something. Oh, new. I mean, it's, isn't it thing. amazing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's reading, I don't know, when I met Brandon Ross, if I didn't know who Henry Threadgill was, I wouldn't know when I was tripping, just talking to him, just tripping. But it was on the sounds that I think we had in common. So you get in a rhythm. I think he, now that you mention it, might have been the first person I heard about you from. Oh, I'm so honored. (laughs) He's kind of like, I don't know, I'm sure we're not related, but I feel... Like when I saw, he's just, you know, he's just like, oh, come on, sis. You are right. <laughs> I remember having that feeling, too. He's so great. So smart, too. Yeah. 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 Well, this is, uh, you guys are making some magic happen. And um, that is one of the mightiest things there is to do. And if you want to be part of it, you want to get your tickets for two wings, March 30th at the Carnegie Hall, mm-hmm. carnegiehall.org. And uh, tell them I sent you from WKCR, and yeah. they'll give you a free program. <laughs> when, when you buy a ticket. With, right? When you no buy a typos. ticket. <laughs> no, that's right. No typos. They are No, this is, this, uh, it's, this is uh, a magnificent thing. Jason Moran, Alicia Hall Moran. And you guys are here doing Deep Focus. And not only that, I'll tell you what. You'll also get a free ticket to listen to this radio show. <laughs> Money back guarantee. I think my kids are cashing in that ticket right now. <laughs> All right. You hear that? Cash in. All right. So, um, you know it what we do on this show. Place. We have uh, we go deep into the WKCR archives, and I'm not even making that up. And we uh, find something of uh, intoxicating beauty and exquisite rarity. And... Um, dive into it. That's what we were doing with the live recording of Jackie Bard, and that's what we're about to do. I'm so excited about this, too. Uh, music of Nina Simone. And Alicia, this... Uh, I, 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 I just... My entire vocabulary just left my body. <laughs> I have nothing. Jump in and... Um, Send this song that way. Well, which <laughs> one of these shows are we going to... Did we decide? I, I the London. The piano... Yeah, yeah, yeah. excellent. What um, I want to ask you about um, the relationship of her music and your music, but maybe should we, do you want to hear, listen to some of this first? Sure. uh, If I were at home, that's what I would do. (laughs) Okay. All righty then. So uh, let me tell you what we're going to hear. This is a special selection of Alicia Hall Moran. And this is a performance that Nina Simone did in the Royal Drury Lane Theater in London in 1977. And it's pretty unusual in the, this is not, I don't think this is even in her discography or anything. It's a live recording. And um, it's just Nina Simone at the piano and her doing what she does. And it's beyond description for me, so I'm looking forward to hearing Alicia talk about it later. But this is live music from Nina Simone on WKCR. Now, 
my junior member. That <laughs> is the magnificent Jackie Byard, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, this engineer, man, I've had just about as much as I could take from him. This is uh, completely mislabeled. I don't know how that's possible. Um, unless uh, we might have to change gears on this. I'm going to try that one more time. Um, unless I'm being betrayed by technology. What would Phil Schaap call it? Home, home of technical difficulties. No, let's try that again. Uh, I gave it that big build up. Such a nice introduction. All right. Um, a live performance here in the WKCR Studios, London, from the magnificent Nina Simone. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Miss Nina Simone. Oh 
too funny. You don't want to hear this?
This is really, truly an astonishing recording, a live recording, obviously, of Nina Simone in London. It's just her. Very <laughs> incredible intimacy in this. Um, and uh, this really stands alone in the recordings that I've heard of her. A uh, recording made in London in 1977. You're listening to WKCR-FM New York, WKCR-HD1, WKCR.org. I'm Mitch Goldman. Jazz Alternatives, heard week each weeknight from 6 to 9 p.m. And Mondays, when the stars align, we do this show called Deep Focus. And uh, we have guests in the studio who choose an artist on whom to bring our attention. And so fortunate having... Jason Moran and Alicia Hall Moran taking time from preparing for their concert at Carnegie Hall on the 30th. And uh, Alicia, you brought Nina Simone to our uh, focus, and I think she's just taken all of our breath away. I think so, too. You know, I... I Sorry, go. I think so, too. I named her with you because I wanted to hear what you had to say about her. You know, my, my, well, you know, okay, so the lyrics here. Uh, sit there and count the raindrops falling on you. Sit there and count your fingers. What can you do? Old girl, you're through. I mean, sit there and count the raindrops. Sit there and count your fingers. Because your hopes are getting slender and slender. Why won't somebody send a tender boy blue, tender blue boy to cheer up little girl blue in this last song we heard? You know, and I can just see her with this virtuosity, mm -hmm. um, uh, that Christmas carol. So this concert is happening in December. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that first quip, you know, why are you laughing? Oh, <laughs> heartbreak. Mm -hmm. The heartbreak in that when you... When you're performing, you're a singer, and you come out your song, forget that she's accompanying herself. That's her own intro. Mm -hmm. To break that into your mic and chastise the audience like this. Do this you think is so rich. It's so fabulous. <laughs> and that links to the other song where she yelling at somebody and herself. Hurting. It's easy to hurt people when you can't feel... You know, when, 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 you know, your daddy's money, et cetera. She's like, she's, when she's choosing the song, so this is Hall and Oates. Yeah, that, that was a big, yeah. I don't know, I'm old enough to remember. Yeah. That was a frothy radio pop tune. Yeah. And I don't think anybody really heard all these things that she's bringing out in that song. Mm -hmm. You never would. And, you know, so that's a song that two white gentlemen are singing to a girl. So we're in that play. But here's a black woman singing it to a white woman where the white woman is the girl. Oh, it, it's just the whole set. The thing about her is she's making art in the poetry, but she's making art out of all the poetry. Here she but whipping this and she's counting her fingers, her virtuosity, looking at her fingers play this. So the the kind of Many, you know, when you're in a bathroom with the mirror in the front and the mirror in the back, that's how mm -hmm. listening to her is like. I know for me, if I want to sing a song, I will, this is a fact, I will look to see if she's recorded it, and then I will listen to it about once, just so I know, so I'm educated. But unless you want to get in that mirror house with her <laughs> and render yourself a mute, I don't recommend the deep study. So the wonderful thing is the amount of Nina that I was able to absorb when I was in a different mindset. So I'm studying classical music, but I'm listening to this. So a lot of like Porgy and Bess, I really know in the way where I love it from her. That's heavy because I never considered myself the kind of singer to sing that and that I did get to perform that so often was a surprise to me based on this um, reconfiguration of that plane for the Broadway uh, uh, concept and appetite so that's like a surprise and if people don't know you want to talk about that experience a little oh, bit oh I only oh I talk about this all the time there's <laughs> only like six things I talk about 
it, it, believe me, I talk about other things, but those are only things I talk about are the things that topped that. And there are there are things that have equaled it, and I talk about those too. But that poor game best thing that that was like a like a planetary shift for me and it's a once in a lifetime experience i will never do something like that again it will never come again it was just a very uh, special bringing like like dodgeball like somebody hurled a ball into the deep present so that things i never thought i'd be doing because they're really too pop like be in a Broadway show, go go audition at Telsey and come, like do this. Thing. I never saw myself doing that, so I didn't. Th- but then for it to be Porgy and Bess, something I had thought of and considered for so long, but really never touched with my own voice because I'm not that kind of voice, I don't think, right? And then here it is. And girl, you are exactly a voice that can come into this mm. quiche that we're making because here's how we're doing it. So then all of a sudden this uh, this uh, this roadside jazz education I'm getting, which turns out is some really amazing, oh, I'm listening to Eric Harlan talk about this in my living room. Actually, people paid lots of money for that. That's what I found out in backwards stepping, right? So then all these things I knew about jazz and could imagine about George Gershwin's life. And, you know, I put him on this Carnegie concert because uh, at the end of the liner notes that um, Carnegie gave us this amazing, like, please send these notes. <laughs> like, I can't wait time. to see these liner notes. Oh, my gosh. He, <laughs> so then it was like, I, but I, 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 what I said, I think, was like that, you know, this concert also is for the people who mm. found a home in black music. Mm. So... Whatever and whatever, he died very young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has like about nine toes in jazz. And so, and then that was the end. I don't know what he would have done had he done more. What do we know? All these men hanging up in this uh, office, John, Col- what would they have done if they were, you know, uh, lived as old as Jack, you say? But we never will know. But I, I do know this he found a home in black music and gave a lot of agency to a lot of people. I mean, you know, these names that pass through that music, indisputable. So Leontine Price or anyone, but, but, but Nina Simone, teacher, right? My mm-hmm. teacher, I don't know why. That's just how it happened. Miriam McCaba, my teacher. They were the records of, I don't know why. I adored and idolized certain things, but then other things taught me how I was going to be. Um, and I, I think like Kathy Battle, bomb in B- Gilead. She has a, a, um, a large voice, but it's a lighter voice. So I found some proximity for the way my heart beats in there. And, um, you know, vocal goddess. So her bomb in Gilead is like peanut butter, and chocolate melting on bread, you know? Honey, right? But dang, the medicine of this Nina Simone, so rhythmic. Mm -hmm. The rhythm as the medicine. That's mind-blowing. So I basically sat here because then you played this reprise. Who's heard that? What is that? Mm -hmm. What is that? And to, to, that she, people, she's playing, so, so, you get you have an accompanist, and that's a partnership. You grow Marion Anderson, Franz Rupp, uh, Shirley Verrett, Warren Wilson. You know, uh, Renee Fleming, and whoever she got. <laughs> Jean Yves Thibodeau. Oh, okay. long time somebody ago, fabulous, right? <laughs> that's relationships you develop over great amounts of time. You travel the road with them, and they save you from yourself. If only because you would never rip on them because they have your life same way like you know like the guy controlling your mic oh (laughs) it's like (laughs) we gotta be tight you know (laughs) there's no you know it's one or the other we're gonna love and fight or love and love but it's got to be love in the end so you know but nina simone is carrying that person that keeps her head on on the plane right and she doesn't have the second rum and coke because what lady would do that? 
<laughs> at five in the afternoon. The person that keeps you together is living in her body. Mm. I can't tell you how dangerous that is mm, that's really for interesting a yeah. genius of this level and when she was playing there's something we get to because i married the best pianist In who i've laid Come eyes on, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. put it out there one time you know <laughs> but so you know we yes though it's true so you know sometimes we get to a place that i'm proud of not dying when it happens because that's how it feels you thought you were on the ground. You're on ice, and it's on a hill. You gone. That's with, like when I first sang with the bandwagon. Taurus Mateen and Nasheed Waits, Jason Moran. That Taurus. Bam! Boom! Oh my lord! I thought my head exploded, but perfect because now it's time to make a big noise, and we did. We were singing tour and dot mm -hmm. in uh, jazz clubs in the nineties, like. Yeah, there's something always Weirdness. about about like where that rub is. But there's oh. in her head, yeah. the bandwagon, and mm -hmm. me, and my mind blowing, and touring dot, and Puccini, and drums, and what's going on is happening all in her fingers and all in her head, and then she blows her mind. Mm -hmm. I, I it, why are you laughing? Deep <laughs> inhale, exhale, on that. Mm -hmm. And the precision, it's like she had a twin. I have twins. Sometimes they you think they walk in a line and one just veers to the side. <laughs> and it's real interesting optically, and it can kind of turn your stomach a little bit. When you see, you know, on a roller coaster, one go up, one go down, you go, <laughs> you know, especially when they're young. But, they, but, you know, she's having this effect on me in one person. Mm -hmm. The hands are going one way, the head right. is going the other. You're like, wait a minute now, right. where's the spine at? This woman, the way she's, so you have this bone, so I'm hitting my sternum with three of my fingers. It's just that loud. I'm not hurting myself. That's my sternum, and then, like, there's my back, which you hardly hear. But the sternum, these bones in here so strong, where your rib cage can find some uh, floor for your larynx, a place to pull from, be pulled from, to push from, to balance other things, to lay your shoulders down, left to right pull, to allow your spine to pass behind, to relax your tongue in front of. It's like this coat of armor, so like you can be good on the inside, right? The way she's pushing, using that sternum in the voice, uh, this tremolo she has. She's Yeah, it sounds, Ooh. it's very Ooh. pronounced here, I think, it's more than I'm accustomed to hearing And from you her. would need that. Mm -hmm. So that's how I know she's playing with a blade. Mm -hmm. And I come from a tradition where I was more tuning my vision of myself to playing with the air. You go to conservatory, they teach you how to play on the air. Then I tell you how to rattle your bones. That's like what you do on your own time, right? Sure. You're going to make your fortune being that girl. You're going to have to figure that out. You don't really learn that here, right? It would be irresponsible. They'd twist people up like pretzels and send them home broken. You know, you have to really know yourself before you can get in there like that, uh, which you just can't do at 18. Well, I can't. Some people, I guess they do. Bless them. Um, she's She's in there like that. So I think I've said about 8 million <laughs> things, but I think I believe all of them, and I, I feel really, like, blessed that, like, you see someone from far away, and you make an opinion about them, and then you see them up close, and you realize you might have judged them from far away. Mm. I'm glad you didn't. Mm. That's how I am for her, because the first time I heard, teacher, mm. pray, pray on this sound, that's where I'm living, right? But it's not my training, and it's maybe not my destiny. It's just that thing you hold out here, like golden keys. Mm. God, and she paid every price for it. Yes, she did. Mm. She didn't get any of it just scot-free. Nobody was there telling her, girl, pff, 
No, maybe her, they her. were there, but she made her ear. I, I don't know. I don't know her, but <laughs> yeah, no. Did, her her story she is she didn't let herself off the hook. No, anything. No, she did not. She she wasn't given an easy time, and she no. didn't give herself an easy time. No. Um, her story is very well documented. If you are yeah. just hearing Nina Simone for the first time, well, you're you've got a, mm-hmm. a rich furrow to to uh, dig in, and um, luckily for you, there's some really good documentaries about her and um, and if you find anybody who happened to have been in the R- Royal Drury Lane Theater mm. in London on this night in December of 1977 77. then uh, ask them because every single person in that house it sounds is president of the Nina Simone aren't they amazing yeah that's a deep that's like a baritone audience she got. <laughs> that's when people's opened up, mm-hmm. and it's not like that. No, no, no. That's not like we should go now so we beat the traffic. No, that's they not. Open. <laughs> no. <That's> <laughs> Oof. It, mm. Jason, you it's were scary. Seemed like you also you were feeling her. Oh, I'm just ready for you to play some more. Okay. <laughs> good. Sure. Good. 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 Okay, you're listening to WKCR. I'm Mitch Goldman. What a delight having Jason Moran and Alicia Hall Moran here in the studio. And once again, they are leading. And uh, if if you are appreciating the the grandeur and ambition of this music we're playing tonight, you want to be at Carnegie Hall on March 30th and hear Two Wings, the program they are doing. And um, what else is there to say except more Nina Simone on WKCR? Finds time to manicure her nails The other woman is perfect where her rival fails And she's never seen with curls in her hair Ain't that right, girls? The other woman enchants her clothes with French perfume. Not that it matters these days. She keeps fresh cut flowers in each room all in vain. And she's never seen with scattered things everywhere.
what the language is still added. They want it, and when they get it, they run from it. And then they say, we, 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 we want a natural woman. Then they get one. It's a story of two little girls who are both eight years old, are seven, and they are in the first grade. One is white, one is black. And the little girl who is white, of course, is wanting to bring her little playmate home to play with her, and she does not know about her family's prejudices. And uh, this um, is the turning point in her life because up until that time she does not know anything about the terrible disease that is in the world today. That is part two of the three-part podcast from March of 2019. My guests, Jason Moran and Alicia Hall Moran, and the topic there of Nina Simone. And uh, hopefully you heard the transition out of the Jackie Byard programming. If you missed any of it or you're just enjoying this show, you should subscribe. You can find us uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Search for Deep focus uh if it doesn't come up right away you could put my name in there mitch goldman and um we've got dozens and dozens of episodes posted already more are going up every week uh you could find us at mitchgoldman.podbean.com with a list of all the episodes and and uh yeah we'd love to have you along it's all free always free and uh, tell some friends, give us a rating, subscribe, it all really counts. And I uh, hope you enjoy this program. If you, this is, you know, this music's not for everybody. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it could be, it should be, but it doesn't seem to be. But uh, if you hear it and you appreciate it and you know what it's about, then come on along. Okay, uh, part three is available third and final part of this program so uh, I invite you to check it out it's deep focus I'm Mitch Goldman and enjoy <laughs> 